Greetings! Thank you so very much for once again pulling up your seat and sharing time and space with me, Khadijah RBZ, for another episode of Declare It. You know I get super excited to share this time with you all each week and this week is no different. If anything, I'm even more excited because our topic continues. I am the fruit. And this week we have a wonderfully, specially awesome guest. <laughs> and she is going to just sit and talk with us, share some information, share some nuggets, share some things that we are going to be able to grow from. And so it is a pleasure for me to um, sit down and talk with her. She's known as the life snatcher. So I'm gonna let her tell you what that means, but that's what she's known as, the life snatcher. She's a certified suicide prevention specialist and she is a survivor. So I am sure that our topic today, self-control is something that she will be able to help us with. So without further delay, welcome, Nicole Watson. Yay! <laughs> hey! Thank you for joining us today, Nicole. I am so excited. I sent you the email. You responded and was like, okay. And so here we are. And I appreciate it. So first... Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. First, just tell the audience what life is snatcher means so i started out being the life protector okay and um i started out protecting people keeping people safe right mm -hmm. but then i had an epiphany one day my friend um i had posted something on social media and my friend was like oh nicole you out here snatching lives <laughs> and i was like wait i am because when you think of protecting something, you stand in front of it and you keep it from danger. Mm -hmm. But when you think about snatching something, you go where the danger is and you pull the people out of mm. the danger. And so I have evolved in such a way in what I do that that's exactly what I do. I no longer wait for people to come to me and say, I'm experiencing this. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. I go to them. I do searches. I find people who are struggling and I snatch them from the grips of destruction. Mm -hmm. And so not even just with people who are saying, you know, I want to die, but even people who say, I ain't saying I want to die, but I ain't saying I want to live either, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I have really expanded what I do to account for all of that. And I'm out here snatching people. Oh, well, we appreciate it. And I'm sure the people who you've snatched are thankful also. So you're a um, suicide prevention specialist. I am. How did you get there? Because most people, when you're asking a child, what do you want to do when you grow up? Most children aren't going to respond and say, I want to be a suicide prevention specialist. So what in your life um, pointed you in this direction? So I attempted suicide multiple times. 
I had a very, very, very rough life um, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had everything I wanted, you know, didn't really have to ask so much growing up mm-hmm. and, you know, living my life. But I was very, very, very emotionally broken. Um, I went through a lot of spiritual abuse. Uh, that was most of it. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up being very on that. I ain't saying I want to kill myself, but I want to wake up tomorrow. Right. God, I need you to not, you know, let me wake up. I'm sick of this. Mm-hmm. And so um, one day I decided that I was going to do a video. Okay. And in the video, um, I did a poem and I was talking about my life and how I had been suicidal and how, you know, God stepped in and all that. And so from there, I posted the video and I had very night and day, black and white, cold or hot reaction. I had, this is crazy. You shouldn't be talking about this. You shouldn't be telling people this. You're a preacher. What are people going to think? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then I had people who were like, oh my God, I felt the same way. I never knew other people felt like this. Thank you for sharing this. So from there, people started coming to me like, hey, my mama wants to kill herself. Can you talk to her? My son wants to kill himself. Can you talk to him? And at first I was like, okay, but I'm not like a therapist. So I don't want to be out here talking to people. But then I realized People that have whole entire churches and organizations <laughs> and stuff, they ain't therapists either. And they out here, you know. Counseling like they are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I said, well, I can become the middle person who gotcha. makes you aware that you need the therapist. Mm-hmm. And then I can say to you, bro, like, you need a therapist. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let's get you to a therapist. Mm-hmm. And so. That is literally what I have become. I'm the person who looks at you and says, yeah, there's something going on. It's not normal to not want to wake up every day. Right. So let me look through my resources and let me find something that will work for you. And let me be the bridge between where you are now and where you need to be. So Mm -hmm. that's what I became. So with that, with all that you've been through and you've experienced with your own situations and your own um, experiences as it relates to suicide, and then with where you are in how you help others, how have you been able to benefit or see a benefit of self-control first of all i think maybe we should identify what self-control is so let's start there what the heck is self-control because when i talk to people about self-control with with this particular topic a lot of people see self-control as a negative thing there were a few who saw self-control or when they think about the word self-control you know they could see some positivity in it so Help us to dissect self-control and what it looks like as a attribute that we should want in our life. So for me, of course, you have the, the 
common sense definition. Right. Being able to control yourself. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, I think a lot of times the reason people think of self-control as a negative thing is because having self-control requires you to look at the light in your life as well as the darkness. Mm, and that duality we don't want to look at. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. And and you have to. It's always funny to me when people say stuff like, yeah, I don't like being around her because she brings out the worst in me. Mm-hmm. So I stay away from her. Well, I don't always stay away from people who bring out the worst in me because the fact that, quote, the worst is in me, mm-hmm. I need to know why it's there. Right. And I need to know, okay, how can I transmute this into something else that will help me, that will further my cause? How can I go in and dig through this and see what it is and see why I'm responding this way mm-hmm. so that I can, in fact, practice self-control? I feel like um, the, the major thing that we have to remember when we talk about self-control is do you have a reign on the part of you that is the darkest the part of you that is the most negative the part of you that you don't want people to know you have because everybody everybody has that part Mm -hmm. i don't care who you are that's right every single person walking the face of the earth has a side that they don't want anybody to see Mm -hmm. now here's where people miss it people miss it because they think oh well I'm suppressing my anger, so that means I have self-control. Stop it. To an extent, <laughs> to an extent and degree, mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. But control is access. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if the only way you can control something is to suppress it, do you really have control over it? That's like saying I have a pit bull. And the only way I can get that pit bull not to terrorize my family is to put it in a cage. So in a sense, you have control of it because you have control of the cage. But do you really have control of the pit bull? Exactly. Because if you have control of the pit bull, the pit bull should be able to come out around anybody. And you should be able to say, you're not going to terrorize them. You're not going to attack them. And the pit bull should sit and do what you say because you have control. Right. Now taking that into the life that we have when somebody brings out that part of us that makes us sad that makes us angry that makes us frustrated that makes us jealous that makes us feel defeated that makes us feel whatever can you take that defeat can you take that frustration and can you look at that defeat and that frustration and say okay This is what I need you to do because you can't keep showing up in my life like this. You can't keep showing up and making me hate on my sister because she making money out here in these streets. You can't keep showing up in and making me feel like I can't have this or I can't do that. So this is how I'm going to deal with you. Mm -hmm. And this is how you're going to play out in my life. And this is how I'm going to process you out of me. And so I think a lot of times we don't want to take the next step. Mm. We want to take everything and lock it up in a cage instead of doing the work it takes to bring it out of us and transmute it into something we can use to go to the next level in our lives. That makes me think about our our emotions. And a lot of times we 
suppress those emotions instead of doing what you're saying, which is just lean into them and ask yourself the hard questions. And I think that it's the uncomfortability of it all. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't want to be uncomfortable. If something makes us feel, you know, a bit antsy, then we'd rather, you know, go on the other side of the street than to actually deal with that uncomfortability. But there's a reason that you're uncomfortable. There's a reason that that person brings out the worst in you. And even the person that brings out the good in you. I mean, we give thanks for them too, but we also have to give thanks for that other side. And I think we just miss it sometimes by not allowing both of those sides to teach us, to heal us, and to grow us. Oh, that's so good. So how... how Knowing knowing this, and for someone who may say, okay, well, Nicole, I'm going to start leaning into this dark side, or I'm going to lean into the part that makes me uncomfortable. How can they begin to exemplify self-control? What does that look like? If we were to try to give it a description, what does self-control look like? So, funny story. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to really be a Juanita Bynum fan. Okay. Like, for real, for real. Like a fangirl fan. Like, oh my God, you know. Okay. And I remember Juanita Bynum telling a story of how she was going through a whole bunch of stuff and she told her emotions, I'm not going to deal with you today. I'm going to deal with you on this particular day right here. But today, I'm not going to deal with you. And that one thing was what really started to, to um, the thought process that I now have about soul work, which is what I, which is what I call it when you're out here working on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I realized is that you have to set boundaries when it comes to dealing with your emotion. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with anger and you're not to the point where you won't fly off the handle, mm-hmm. you have to say to yourself, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to process this anger because if I process it right now, it ain't going to go well. Mm-hmm. That don't mean you just push it back and forget about it right it just means that you make an appointment with yourself and say <laughs> at this particular time sis we're gonna be out here dealing with this anger right right and so another thing that i believe is that when it comes to having self-control you have to learn that you are the observer of the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts or whatever that you have. Mm -hmm. And so you're sitting in the driver's seat and everything that's happening around you and everything that's happening within you, you have the control to process it and to deal with it. But you have to set boundaries so that you don't stay in a particular place too long. So once you feel your sadness because your puppy died or because your friend betrayed you or whatever, you have to say to yourself, okay, so I'm feeling this. This 
while I'm feeling it, I'm going to journal, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. But what is the next step? Because we're not going to build a monument to this misery we're feeling. And we're not going to sit here all day and be upset and be mad and be whatever. We're not going to sit here for two weeks and be sad because our friend was talking about us in the group chat. Mm -hmm. So how do we move ourselves from place to place and from level to level and then the second boundary that you have to set is when you are processing through the things that you are going through emotionally spiritually or even in relationships you have to set boundaries about who you're going to deal with so if a person isn't safe for you Mm -hmm. to process your emotions with you have to set a boundary that says i'm not going to engage with somebody that's going to make me worse off while i'm over here processing this now that that is important because when you are in a vulnerable position, you want to make sure that you're not dealing with somebody who's going to make you feel more vulnerable. Now, that doesn't mean that you run from everybody because, like I said earlier, there are people sent to your life to show you where you're not together. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's not the same thing because there are also people who are sent to your life to kick you, you know, when you're down. And so you really have to use your discernment and mm-hmm. see who you're rocking with and where you're going. I saw something on Instagram today and it said, some people hold you down and some people hold you down. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, woo. <laughs> Because that is so true, you know. And so you really have to. Self-control isn't just about, oh, I wanted to cuss you out, but I didn't. You need to control the environment you allow yourself to be in. Mm -hmm. The way you allow yourself to open up to people. The access you give people to you in your good times and in your bad times. Because believe it or not, even when you're on cloud nine and everything is working in your favor... There are people that you should still set a boundary with that you don't even share your good news with. And so self-control is looking at your life, taking an inventory and dealing with yourself accordingly. You become the CEO of your life. You become the chief decision maker of your life. And instead of just letting stuff happen to you and you just out here reacting and just figuring it out and just, you know, letting life live you you begin to live life and you begin to be responsible for everything connected to you. Right. That's good stuff. Absolutely good stuff. So if someone wants to reach out to you, what what are the methods of them? How can they reach you? So you can go to my website, which is um, NicoleWatson.com N-A-K-O-L-E-W-A-T-S-O-N.com or you can go to my Instagram, which is my name, Nicole Watson. <laughs> okay. Don't follow me on Twitter, people. Like, if you Google me and my Twitter comes up, just act like it didn't come up because that ain't where you need to be. You need to be over here where I do my, my work for the Lord. Yeah. Praise <laughs> God. Yes. Follow her. She did some work for the Lord. <laughs> So, <laughs> Nicole, what is your favorite fruit? My favorite fruit to eat? Yep. 
Hmm. Random question. Yup. <laughs> like, super <laughs> random. So, listen. My favorite fruit to eat used to be strawberries. Okay. But then I saw the TikTok video mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a little worm. Oh, Lord. Was on the str- and, and my soul, like, was crushed. And so, um, now... <laughs> I honest, like for real, my soul was like, oh my God. And so I think now my favorite fruit is grapefruit. Okay. Okay. Grapefruit. Love it. Uh-huh. So this week, our declaration is I make good choices. And that might seem like a simple affirmation, a simple declaration. And it is. But. After listening to Nicole share about self-control, self-control consists of choices. So if we're making good choices, that helps to support us when it comes to self-control. So what we are declaring this week is plain and simple. I make good choices. I make good choices. Grab yourself some grapefruit, sit down, and declare, I make good choices. Nicole, next question. What is it that you are declaring for yourself as we close out 2020? What I'm declaring for myself is that my past will not be my last. And what I mean by that is we have setbacks in our lives. Mm -hmm. We glory in the things in the past. Oh, it was so much fun when I used to have all this money. (laughs) Oh, it was so much fun when I was able to do this and that, you know. And, And we glory in it as if that's the last we'll ever see of it. As if we're grieving something that is dead you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. I believe that it's important to reframe that and to say I can't wait until I'm able to have even more money than I had that time Mm -hmm. and I can't wait until I'm able to travel even more than I traveled that last time and so instead of lamenting over things as if it's never going to happen again I'm setting myself up to expect those things to not just happen again, but to happen greater. Amen. Speak it, believe it, and receive it because it is yours. I am loving it. Thank you, Nicole, for showing up for us today. We appreciate all of your transparency and just sharing such helpful information as we continue to journey on and to live our lives to the best of who we are we know that the information that you've given us today will be helpful so thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your energy and thank you so much for your knowledge we appreciate it thank you thank you for having me you are more than welcome so until next week declarers remember i make good choices declare it speak it over your life walk in the fullness of it and until next week 
Speak it, believe it, receive it. This is Declare It with Khadijah Arbizi.